Thanks for tuning into the Upstream Life Podcast. Join us as we dive into scripture and tell real life stories that we hope will educate, equip, inspire, and challenge you to live a life against the flow. In this episode of the podcast, Sammy and Joe sit down to give a life update, talk about what's been going on, how the Lord's been speaking to them, and where he's leading them next. This is the second part of a longer conversation, so jump back to last week if you missed it. We hope you are encouraged inspired to live a life against the flow. So I started saying something earlier, and then I never brought it full circle, but you gave me an open door to do that. So exactly what I was saying earlier, you know, just because of the way that our kids have been raised and the things that they've seen, sometimes they use that against us in a good in a good way. Yeah. Um, and one of those is, like you just said, you know, is... You know, one of our kids recently had said to me when we had talked about, um, you know, selling the house, getting a piece of land and having some, you know, dreams that we've had for years of what to do with that land. Um, just in talking with her, she's like, so in what way are you going to be living differently than you are here? Yeah. Because then it doesn't matter. Like, then just stay where you are. Yeah. If we're just going to take this home and put, put it, it on a piece else. of land, then it's, that's what everybody's dream is. Everybody's I mean, American dream. I mean, dream. Mine too, if we're yeah. being, I mean, if yeah. we're being honest with ourselves, like who, who wouldn't want, I think that's something that you and I have to really guard ourselves against because I don't think that's why God would open these doors and have us go right. through this is right. to just transplant. Right. Suburban sure. problems in rural settings. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I can't afford to have this house and animals. So, you know, something's yeah. got to give. But the other thing, too, is I just remember you had said, like, you were sharing um, a story in talking with our oldest boy who's going off to college soon and just his encouragement to you and how to continue to raise his siblings. Yeah. Um, and to continue to give them, you know, experiences yeah. that will help shape them. And I, I know, um, Ayana and Callista have shared, um, and Dorian, I would say is kind of part of that crowd too, but Ayana and Callista would have the most memories of like us being at Crossfire, you yeah. know, and just being raised in an environment where you're constantly with people and serving people. And then obviously they all have memories of just being in Haiti and your entire life is focused on, you know, your family and ministry. And, I, I'm thankful that that's made, you know, obviously it's made some wounds and scars mm -hmm. for, for all of us, kids included, but it's also created some really beautiful things in them. And so it's just encouraging for me to even hear him say, you know, Hey, like, don't neglect that. Make sure that, you know, that yeah. the younger kids also experience those things. And I think that was one of our fears is if we just keep living the exact same way mm -hmm. that we are currently um, it's not going to allow us to yeah. be able to do some of the things that we want to do um, and feel like God's leading us to do and have our kids be a part of those experiences. Yeah. And, you know, when you were saying, or maybe it was me, or maybe it was both of us, like coming home from Haiti, like we were really wounded and it was, um, you know, the last couple of years have been a lot of healing and a lot of just mm. um, kind of recalibrating and trying to get the vertigo going on in your brain to just stop. Um, and we're in such a good spot now that it's like, okay, like we're ready to, it's like, we're ready to rumble again, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I had think that guy speak that word over me not too long ago too. It was just super powerful. What was that? Just, you know, saying like, you know, Hey, the spiritual keys of authority, you know, God is, he's ready to give them back to you. Like go and keep doing, oh, yeah. you know, what you're doing, yeah. who you are. Yeah. And, and it's just, <laughs> I would be em embarrassed of myself if my last years of life were just talking. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I yeah, mean? There's a, like, there are surely enough voices yeah. in 2022. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think, what are why why our voice too? You it was know? one of the like, you know one of the yeah. My buddy Eric Tim, he he uh, many years ago. Remember when we brought him a Hannah Montana balloon? We were just getting ready to meet. Do you remember that was a long met time him at ago. the Rochester Mall. That was a long time ago. Anyways, during that season, there was a fleshly pursuit for wanting to be a big speaker. And I remember him and Bob Lenz both just saying like, you know, the world doesn't need more talking heads. And that was a really big shift for me where I was like, yeah, let's be the doers. Like not just because it sounded fun. Like it yeah. seemed like that's where God met us best Yeah, was in those favorable times where we took, you know, those faith steps. But even and in it, that, yeah. it's like such that caution, you know, mm-hmm. like from the sermon this morning is it's yeah. like, man, like I don't, I don't want somebody to look at me and think, Oh, wow. Like they're really great at being great at causes. Causes. Yeah. But not, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a balance because like we are given mandates, like mm-hmm. for sure, without a doubt, like we are responsible to care for the poor. We are responsible to care for the orphan and mm-hmm. to care for the widow. Like there are, you know, and to love our neighbors. Like there are things that are yeah. very crystal clear and you can't neglect those. Yeah. But if those ever supersede Christ, well, mm-hmm. That's yeah, that goes back to, you know, keep dropping names here. but you Don't know. drop any more names. No, Ashley Kirshner. Remember what he said? What did he say? He said, I love worship and I have to always protect myself because worshiping worship, worship is an idol. Mm. I need to remember yeah. that, I, that I worship. And that's the thing. As I our, worship for Christ. Like I, I, yeah. Christ is who I worship. Yeah. Not worshiping worship. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, our, the way that we live in this country, like it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to make everything into an idol, really. Yeah. Um, it's, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. So do we want to talk a little bit about what, what we're even talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> well, we're talking about the chaotic season that we're in and we're talking about all the around it, but what are we actually doing? Like what, what's, what's happening right now in the, uh, upstream well, life Rogelski household? What's happening is... In like three weeks, we yeah. have to be out of our house. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be on, on land. But without a home on land. Right. Yeah. So we have some we have some things that we're really kind of trying to press in and figure out. And with three dogs, five kids. Six until Dorian goes until to college. Dorian yeah. For college yeah, yeah, we we have a lot going on and we work from home. So yeah. that's tricky. It's but it the thing that's crazy. Is that it still feels peace, you know, like, yes, is a little overwhelming for sure. Am I a little grumpy sometimes? A hundred percent. Am I teary sometimes without a doubt, but it still feels like the right thing for us to be doing. And so, you know, when you were saying earlier, like we came back to the States and just really needed a time to heal. And, you know, some friends gave us that opportunity and just gave us a place to come. Yeah and rest and restore and rejuvenate and just take care of our family and ourselves and save up for the next step and Mm. just really like provided for us in ways that I feel forever indebted to, not because they in any way make us feel that way, but because it just was such, yeah, it was such a blessing. And long before that happened, the first time we had to leave the island, somebody else provided us respite in their home. A complete stranger took Mm -hmm. us in, um, had our kids in their RV and some of our kids in their house and um, really gave us their golf cart. 
Give us our golf cart to go across the street and hang out in the ocean. I mean, we have been given Mm -hmm. respite time and time again. We've always had people that have been willing to take us in and love us well. And so for years, I mean, years and years, we've talked about this idea of like really wanting to have a place where we can provide that for other people that are just like, you know, neck deep in ministry. And, you know, when you're neck deep in ministry, it can be a really isolating place. Um, it can be a place where um, you're not really safe to screw up. You're not really yeah. safe to wrestle in your own faith. You're yeah. not really safe to be anything other than what people expect of you, you know, the Instagram version of you. And it's such our heart, especially mine. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it's definitely you can like speak for me on this topic. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely my heart to provide that for other people. And yeah. I know that, you know, our home here, like only a to a certain extent, can we really do that? You know, we can always open up our home yeah. and move kids around and pack people yeah. in bedrooms. Uh, but I don't know how restful our home is uh, being surrounded by a thousand other ones. Yeah. So um, the fact so that we have this land that, you know, got brought into our path and yeah. the hope would be that we would have some places where people can just get away and just reconnect with him and laugh yeah, and cry want, yeah. and scream and you know even swear if they need to Ooh, i mean gasp. i don't know about that i we, mean okay maybe <laughs> come on um you know like that we just we just have been given that so many times and yeah. i want to be able to give that back and the scary part about that is is that land is not cheap yeah um around here and nor our houses these days nor our houses these days um and we because of the market situation like we would never be able to get back into this house once yeah. selling it. And that's that's fine. Um, but it also means that whatever we live in in the future is going to be a downsize, which is also fine. Yeah. Um, but it also leaves us with a lot of unanswered questions, which yeah. is which is a little sc- I mean, it is scary. It, it is, is. But that's that's uh, when we go back. And to some being people might even say it's yeah. irresponsible. And well, you know, the, anybody understand. that wants to say it's irresponsible can can just I mean, they can keep that and own that. But then they probably shouldn't be tuning into this channel anyways because right. they probably already don't like us upstream life this goes back to the things sometimes we're saying on paper earlier. it's messy yeah yeah and that's where we, it goes back to the beginning to be a practitioner to be an example of somebody that's going to teach what upstream life looks like these these are just it's it's like having your your teacher teach you forever and then actually take you out and show you some things mm-hmm. like this could take a shift for us to be more like OJT, a little on-the-job training of what taking steps of faith look like. And people have to remember that true steps of faith, for them to be steps of faith, they you don't ha- have all the answers. They yeah. have to be yeah. without the answers. Yeah. It's like it's like saying God is certain and being stressed out by uncertainty and 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 needing to force certain you know, I know that sounds like yeah, a circular thing I mean thing, it does but, it just goes against yeah. I think a lot of the questions that I've gotten are what about this what about that and what about yeah. this and sometimes I ask myself those what about this what about this you know like They're, I do I'm yeah. I'm prone to that but the it's what also yeah. it's also really encouraging because I do have a few people in my life that are like well, those what ifs actually don't matter in the grand well, scheme Well, it's not even things. that, but those are the what ifs that keep us from doing anything that looks like what the spirit seems to convict us of when we read scripture. This all started, this whole message that we're freestyling here started with scripture being a mirror. Like this morning's message, what brought tears to your eyes is the fact that when you hold scripture up and you compare your life to it as a mirror, sometimes it feels very different. Mm-hmm. So when it, requires taking steps towards that 
towards that identity, towards what seems right from scripture, it's not going to make sense to the rest of the world. Yeah. Like that is its and it, point. And it might not make sense to other Christians. And, and that's, it, that's and, the way it is But the other part too. that people have to realize is that in order for it to be a following of God, it can't have your expectation in it. Yeah, that's the tricky part. Can you imagine all of the heroes of faith that we read about that were inspired by if they were only pursuing what they dreamed in the beginning anyways? Like it all looks different than what they could imagine. I mean, Stephen is one of the most inspirational first martyrs ever. And if you spend time just reading about him and understanding those moments before his life was lost, you realize the type of fuel it took to get a faith that's as strong as it is 2000 years later. Yeah. You know, I was able to say it right along with Kevin this morning when he talked about, cause I, I thought it was odd that he said, whatever, 67% of Americans today find themselves connected to some sort of Christianity. I remember studying that just 20 years ago and it being up high eighties. Mm-hmm. So that means in my lifetime, 20%. Not even our, in your lifetime in half your lifetime. Yeah. In 20 years, uh, ha- 20% of the population has diminished and having been part of youth ministry forever, I know that for those leaving the church at 18 years of age, the numbers are staggering. How many people go away from the church? Well, we used to do polling questions in youth ministry of why. And it's because there just aren't that many examples of the faith today. Kids can't pull out role models of the faith. They can pull out role models of America. They can pull out role models of Culture, fi- culture yeah. and finance and and all, all kinds of different things, good people, whatever. But when you ask youth today to, to find people in their 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 person churches that are a representation of, of, of the scriptures you read, it's hard. And that's what the upstream life is meant to encourage people is to say, guess what? If you feel that itch, that pull. burden, that pull, that void, even after Christ is still there, push into it. And what you might find is that it, it may have you living a more radical. I, I don't, I've never loved because that. It doesn't really seem radical. No, it, just, it doesn't. It just fe- like, it feels right. Yeah. And, and I do think that obviously like your life experiences so much, so Prepare shape, you, yeah. they so much shape your perspectives. Yeah. And I think that I don't, I don't blame people that haven't seen the things that we've seen. Yeah for not understanding certain things that we understand based on that. Right. Yeah. And I have, I don't, I mean, I don't think everybody is called to live the exact same yeah, way. Other I mean, people's if we steps all, are going to seem we, yeah. smaller, not it, smaller, them, meaning maybe. less than, to them, not maybe. less than, but yeah. this is, this for us is, is not like a, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is kind of just in rhythm of our life yeah. since the beginning. But quite honestly, this is the scariest one for me. Well, that's, you yeah, know, that's because. By a yeah. landslide. I mean, we have done some yeah. crazy things, but this one to me, I th- and I think it's because there is not a. Um, we have no control in this And one. there's not really a fallback plan. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's yeah. no, there's no like house it, to return yeah. to. There's no. Um, you and I connected a couple weeks ago. And the one thing we could agree on is that we both were scared to death. Yeah. We yeah. felt peace, but we both were extremely fearful, anxious, and everything else. And when I press into that, the biggest reason why is many. It really has nothing to do with anything that actually matters. No, it has nothing to do with anything that matters, but it has everything to do with the things of the what ifs mm-hmm. that we think matter. 
Right. Because we we even like go through this list of like, okay, these are the things that are going to look different. Well, are we going to film our podcast? Well, who cares? Like you, you don't need a room with two chairs and two mm. mics. It just might be. Two lawn and, chairs. And, and two, exactly. <laughs> two lawn chairs and a palm tree. Ben will be driven crazy by the birds and the the, the wind and stuff in the background. Right. But, <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just silly. It's a more fitting that Those context. are the things that yeah. we worry about. Where will the kids film their videos? Where will, you know, we do this? Where will we do that? Where, you know, where will we eat? What will we wear? Where yeah. will we, you know, and obviously there are practical things you have. Yeah. You, you need to know where you're going to do your laundry. Yeah, you but don't it's so make funny. Fun. You don't want to make yeah. fun of those because they're really reasonable. Yeah, they're really reasonable. But, but it's funny that our minds like, okay, so the other day I started following this girl that one of my friends told me about that they live kind of off grid in the desert. And I was looking at her posts and on her story on Instagram showed up laundry day. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, she's drying her laundry on <gasps> clotheslines. Yeah, and I had this epiphany like, oh, I know how to do that. Yeah. We literally lived in Haiti for two years. My grandmother but, my entire babe, life but hung it never all of her crossed even in the my winter. Mind. Babe, it never crossed my mind. In these weeks leading yeah. up to the move, I'm like, where am I going to do laundry? I'm going to have to make a laundry room somewhere in like a shed or I'm going to go to my <laughs> friend's house. Never did it dawn on me until I saw on somebody, somebody else's Instagram. Like, I've literally lived this. I know how to hang laundry up. Yeah. I know how to. I've seen it done a million times at least. Yeah. And I've done it myself. Wash laundry by hand. Not that that's what I want to do, yeah, and but the, it's like, it's just you, interesting. Yeah. The and things it might be that the we, gap, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. The things that we think we really need. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what we, what we, what we want to remind each other of at least and our kids of is like, we need Jesus, yeah. need each other. And we need some, you know, basic shelter and, and I think food we, and, and, and in, water. <laughs> in that, I think the spiritual thing that we need the most is trust again, you know? When you go through a season where you just got your butt kicked, it's easy to lose trust in God. Yeah. Now, I know yeah. that's not true from a scriptural standpoint. But it's true in a living is, it out In a real life standpoint, yeah. it is. And because of expectations, really, yeah, for the, me. The other day I was sitting on a pier in the Gulf of Mexico watching all these beautiful birds, dolphins, sea turtles, clouds moving. And I just thought about the fact that how weird would it be if their voices were all just panicked and anxious <laughs> right? about like, where are we going to film our podcast? Where, where are we going to eat? Where, you know, like all this, <laughs> like life just happens. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't resilient enough to be thrown into awkward situations and know how to, because that becomes a thing is it's like the mind wants to run to like, we're all going to die. Yeah. Like, we're all going to die. We're yeah. going to sweat to death and die of hype. Yeah. Not to, not, what is the one where you're hot to death? Not cold to death. Heat stroke or something. Yeah. No. What is hypothermia? Hypothermia? Hyper. Maybe, yeah. Hypo. But either way, like the, 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 re, the reality of it is, is we're probably going to be extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. What's, but do you know what uncomfortable <laughs> does, what it actually produces? Like, if well, you think it about produces fruit, either anger yeah. And frustration and swearing and crying, yeah, but it's or not, yeah. or yeah. it pushes you closer to Jesus well, and your does. family. You know, when I think honestly, like I think the reason that we have such a close family, yeah. and the reason that our family is um, just the way that it is, is because we've been in some difficult situations together. And yeah. what's funny is, like, I was we've thinking, had, we've had we we. I mean, I think about what our two oldest daughters have had to do in being 
close to each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Oh gosh, don't even go there. But you know, it's. I was thinking the other day about like just all the stuff happening and like, oh, we could be homeless. You know, whatever. Uh, at least we have a car. But if I Grandpa was, Tom could figure it out, we can figure yeah. it out. Well, actually, what I was thinking about was like, what is our like the favorite show in the house is Survivor, yeah, right? right? And I'm like. We glorify that, right? Like mm-hmm. Survivor is like, wow, that's like the coolest. Like you're gonna, yeah. and you're, it's a, it's a cool thing to do to 42, be on Survivor. Forty two days, so that everybody can watch you build your shelter and find days. your food yeah. and basically starve and do your challenges. All those things. It is cool when it's a TV show. Yeah, when you're doing it in real life because you really feel like God is asking you to take a step. Yeah, because He's got something else for you and for other people because of what He's got for you. Then all of a sudden it's like crazy and stupid. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just so interesting. And yeah, maybe on paper, it probably is crazy. It probably is a little no, stupid, yeah, but I, I do mock, believe, yeah, I, I do believe. Say. Yeah. I mean, I, I would look at us and be like, they're a little insane. It's yeah. fine. But like the reality is, is I think it's going to be really beautiful. I think, There's, if, I think if, it's going to be really if hard. What you're measuring. I'm not idealistic. If I've, you're, I've, if you're measuring stick is the things that really matter. Right. It, it can only pro- yeah, it can only produce good things as an outcome. So, I think we should probably. It's gonna be interesting. Wrap it so up. So maybe we'll have people a big vote. To be continue. Like, do we do we keep going with the upstream uh, life? The what would we call it? Like the the series, the, the series of. Brigelski homelessness potentially. Oh yeah. Um, I don't I don't believe that that's actually true, but maybe mm. have people vote like, should we stick with this or should we go into what we already planned? Well, let's tell anybody that does watch that. or listen, know this for it sure. Could be interesting. <laughs> In the very near future, settings and backgrounds and all that type of stuff are going to change. We can still do our topics and stuff like that in a lot of different settings but i think what you're going what they're going to hear and what they're going to hear is a lot more of not past stories that's the thing that i get most excited about i i don't like yeah i want to read that do you think do you think our kid would care no i won't name any names okay i'm gonna read that because there's there's nothing worse than has been stories like i don't want to be the guy that sits around and talks about the touchdown pass my senior year (laughs) and that's the highlight of my life i want to keep writing the story so that you know our grandkids Okay, so I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't have permission, but... um, Set it up a little bit. So in our family Devo, um, like group chat, you had posted um, a Devo and then somebody had a response to it. And in it, they said, um, they were quoting themselves and saying that they had a conversation with somebody and said, isn't it weird when your testimony isn't your testimony anymore? And what I mean by this is in my past the story that I would have told people was this, 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 and this, but I'm not in my past. I'm in my present. And like, what is my present testimony? Like, what am I currently yeah. like living out? Yeah. Um, and it says, uh, all of those things in the past, we learn from those things. They grow us, but we can't live off of yesterday's faith forever. Sometimes it's easy to live off of five years ago, faith and two years ago, missions trips. All of those things we learn from, they grow us, mm. but we can't live off of yesterday's faith forever. Yeah. Eventually, we need to start, keep writing our testimony, and searching for God in the present and the past. Yeah. How can we serve God, keep serving him keep in the present? You know, and I just, yeah. I love that. And that's, again, another thing, like when I was saying earlier, like I just love, 
I mean, I just love our kids so much. And yeah. I think if we, we can just. We owe it to them. We owe it to the generations. We owe it to, like I said, grandkids. I don't want all of our identity to be past tense. For sure. But there is a season and that's the thing is there's a season for everything. Rest. Right? I mean, yeah, no, this was. And a, we yeah. needed it. We really desperately yeah. needed a time yeah. of rest and healing. Yeah. And, um, but like Uncle Joe, that, like, like Uncle said, Joe on. Like Uncle Joe. We're ready the, to rumble. Or the other grandparents in the bed of Willy Wonka's. I don't know. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa and, Joe and those guys. I don't, I don't and want, those guys. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want my rest to, you know, start and end in a bed. Because who knows how many days we have left. And I don't have any regrets. And this isn't a, an, a regret message, but it is. Like, it just feels like it's the time of the season to get We don't back want to have regrets. We don't want to yeah, have regrets. To get back on the horse and yeah. see what God has. Yeah. I mean, it's Super probably going to be exciting. a little crazy, but. Crazy we're used to the crazy, I feel like the right kind of crazy. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know? Pursuit of Christ crazy. Yeah. Not crazy. Okay, just yeah. I want to read that quote from Kevin one more time because I just think it's what like I loved about that message so that you good. just pulled up was I think she even quoted uh, uh give us a stay our daily bread. Yes. And the importance of needing fresh bread every day, not living off yesterday's bread or asking for more bread uh to save for tomorrow, that each day uh uh, is a pursuit, you know, whatever more. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Kevin's. Okay. So we are religious, but not righteous when we promote cause without Christ. Yeah. And I feel like even in this, like this, is a big step, it's a big, what we could call it a cause. Like we're doing this yeah. because, you know, we feel like this is what God's leading us to do. But if we're doing it without Christ, then it means nothing. Yeah. So let's make this statement right now that in this pursuit, we are promoting, Knowing Christ and continuing to follow Christ yeah. more. Yeah, and what he's leading what you to. What cause comes out of it exactly. we'll see, has and to be seen. Exactly. And it's not going to be the same for everyone. Exactly. Because if everybody moved to the country and did what we feel like God's leading us to do, there would be some pretty big gaps in the kingdom, right? So it's not, it's not going to be the same for everyone. But what is going to be the same for everyone is that Christ needs to be preeminent. We need to be making sure that we are... Yeah, it's not the what, With it's the him why. Before, exactly. It's not the what, it's exactly. the why. And it, the why if we're really open to what he to has follow, for us. Yeah. I mean, we never, did we ever, 22 years ago, did you ever think that we would have eight kids and two son-in-laws? Never. No, fully submitted and surrendered to Christ. There's not a single thing that at 20 years of old, 20 years of age, I would have predicted right. or you, pursued. Like it all right. has come. Did you ever think that we would have lived in him? Haiti? No, none did of that. Did you ever think that we would live in Texas? 2009. You're supposed I was, to just say yes or no. 2009, I have a point. 2009, <laughs> I was the loudest Babe. voice behind, why go overseas when there's all this stuff right in our own backyard? Right. And then 2010, yeah. everything changed. My point is. Just no. We would not have expected most of the things that we have no. been. Would you have ever expected that we would adopt two kids from China? No. Nope. Would you ever expect one of them would get famous? No. Nope. No, exactly. Like our life and the things that we've seen and done and that God's done in us. And through us, we would have never expected. And our journey is not going to look like anyone else's. Yeah, the and important I would hope part, that it would point people back to Christ. Right. The important part is is that we're all doing what we feel like we're yeah. led to do. Yeah. I guess this is what we feel like we're being led to do. 